Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. A good Monday, everyone. It is a fantastic week to have some vacation time. I am looking forward to the NCAA Division I Championships at the beautiful and restored Hayward Field in Oregon. Should be a lot of fun watching the Iowa State crew, uh, Iowa, and uh, the Drake uh, teams all having uh, individuals competing there as well as some other Iowans, um, notably um, Abby Coet Jackson also there. I will be delving into all of those possibilities in the distance events later in the show. I did want to thank Cassie Rosenboom for coming on my show last week. She's a sweet gal, and uh, she's a little bit shy, but um, had some good things to say, and looking forward to her final season at Loris and seeing what she can do. And I'll uh, have a little update on her triathlon performance from last weekend as well later on in the show. And for all you Iowa State fans, have a uh, good podcast coming up. Just got done recording it uh, with Abby Caldwell, um, the uh, three-time Big 12 silver medalist who went through a ton of injuries during her Iowa State career. She was there in Ames seven years, uh, made it a four-year collegiate career, turned it into seven, and she has a lot to say. She was a lot of fun today. That will be a podcast you'll want to listen to, so that's coming up later this week on what uh, her career uh, plans are for the future, and it's a pretty exciting career for her coming up. Um, Wanted to start off with the news here, and a big blow for the Ironman 70.3 Des Moines event next uh, weekend on Father's Day. Matt Hansen, uh, former uh, Buena Vista athlete and Storm Lake resident, had to pull out of the event. He was kind of the big name for uh, a lot of the Iowa fans um, wanting to come out and watch the races. Um, he said he suffered a setback in training and he wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't able to fire on all cylinders, he said on Instagram. So he had to make the tough call to pull out of the event. Um, he is disappointed because he's lived um, most of his adult life, as he says, in Iowa. And he was having a lot of friends and family supporting him for that for that race. And he's come back to Iowa a few times for some of these races. Um, he won one of those um, uh, premier uh, event management races uh, at the Capitol one year. So he's going to uh, take the race off. And that kind of leaves us with, as far as the hometown uh, kids now, I guess you could say. You've got T.J. Tollickson uh, as uh, probably the big name now left, uh, the, the Des Moines um, owner of the fantastic bike shop. Um, he's over 40 now, um, maybe 41. And then uh, Tyson Wheeland, who um, um, does everything. He, he runs uh, uh bikes, uh, triathlon, um, Tyson does a lot of things. Those are your two pros that I saw on the men's list that are from, um, from, uh, central Iowa that we'll be rooting for, but Hanson's a big loss. Uh, the top pros now for that event looks like Rodolphe Van Berg. He's the top seed. He's an American and Canada's Jackson Laundrie, Joe Gambles of Australia and Sam Appleton of Australia. Those are kind of the, the big names because Hanson was looking like probably uh, certainly one of the top three favorites to to win that event before he got hurt. So a big loss there. Um, we I did see um, some other things on the college news to report. Uh, Ellie Friesen is transferring to Baylor. Um, she had a 
outstanding season at South Dakota State. Um, she is going down to Waco to work on her master's degree in Christian ministry. So she's going into the clergy, it looks like, or at least a related field. So good luck to her. She's got two years left of college eligibility. She plans to run uh, with the Bears down there. So good luck as she transitions to the Big 12 school. Um, I also saw that uh, former Iowa State runner Andrew Jordan is coming back for a sixth season. Um, he um, is at the University of Washington. He announced that, that he's going to try one more year. Uh, he's got one more year of eligibility, and he's going to use it because he, he redshirted a couple different times there, uh, different seasons with Iowa State. So um, he's going to be running for the Huskies. This next segment you could call a tribute to my former college cross-country and track coach, Keith Schmidt, who led the Beavers for 15 seasons um, before taking over for the past 20 as Director of Facilities Management uh, for Buena Vista, has retired. Uh, the retirement uh, happened last month, and um, he was honored by the university uh, with a Education for Service Award uh, winner. Um, Schmidt is just a great guy. Uh, I mean, he's just a guy you want to be around. Um, he was from Emmitsburg. Um, he's from Emmitsburg, um, and he went to Northern Iowa, where he was a North Central Conference champion in the pole vault. And you know, uh, no, no, you, you know, pole vaulters—they're just a little different breed. And that was definitely Schmidt. Schmidt had a had a sense of humor that was uh, not. Uh, not rivaled by many people. Um, at, at, at UNI, he also uh, ran on their um, school record 4x1 at the time, their 4x1 relay. So he also had some good wheels. Um, he, um, he was like me. He wanted to get on the ground floor of a college. That's why he went to BVU in the fall of 86. And by the time I got there in um, the fall of 88, just two years later, he had already had uh, coached uh, some All-Americans and, and, and a national champion, uh, I believe, in the high jump. So um, he had success right away. Um, he ended up uh, coaching um, 25 All-Americans and four national champions um, during his time in Storm Lake. I was never one of those all-conference runners, and when I visited the campus, he probably looked at me and went, I, I don't know if this guy is going to work out, if he's going to uh, bring anything. And especially true when I decided to go uh, the junior college route at Iowa Central for one year, uh, a lot of reasons. Uh, one of them was to improve as a runner because uh, my my uh, high school times were not that great. I was pretty much an 11-minute two-miler, um, which is not uh, even good enough to run at the Division three level. So I knew I had to get better, and I took that year um, uh, and worked out like a madman and really improved myself. Um, and so I kept in touch with Schmidt during that whole time, and he probably thought, yeah, this guy's, you know, he keeps calling me and saying, I'm coming, I'm coming. Well, is he going to be any good? You know, is, is, is he going to do anything for us or, or, or anything? Well, I got on the campus in the fall of 89. Uh, well, actually, August of 89. And um, I was number one runner right off the bat, um, basically, because I came in great shape, um, ideal shape. And I, um, I, I was ready to go. And I, I think I probably surprised him a little bit uh, with my ability um, and um, being number one. Of course, as the season went on, I slipped down the order, which became kind of my career at, at BB. Uh, I, I was the number one runner uh, a couple times at the start of the season, and by the end of the season, I was barely hanging on to varsity. Um, as the workouts just piled up on me and, and fatigue just basically uh, took me over um, and I just couldn't recover from that. Um, had some horrible races uh, in late October and early November. Um, but, I, uh, but I was always a varsity runner for Schmidt. Schmidt was legendary for his sayings and 
the year after I graduated, a group of beavers put together a, uh, a, a Coach Schmidt's top 10 list and um, of things that he said, and, and three of them that I really wanted to mention. Um, this was after meets, um, when we were getting uh, eating our post-race food. He would say, you didn't run fast enough to eat that much. And, and it was so true because we had a couple guys on our team who would wolf down food and, and, and you know, that was one of his funny phrases that he always liked to say. Um, one of his other ones, um, Schmidt was a demon on the roads. Um, he drove that van um, like crazy and, um, and we went to a lot of meets in South Dakota and Minnesota, whether it was to go into Yankton, to Vermilion, to Marshall, Minnesota, Sioux City. His phrase, he always believed that he could make a trip anywhere in two hours. So it was two hours to anywhere was his, was his phrase. And by God, he did it just about every time too. He could make those trips in two hours. So he was legendary for his, um, for his right foot and putting on the accelerator. And the other saying that I really liked the, the, that he had was, um, we were doing uh, circuit workouts, repeat workouts, uh, in, in, in parks and that sort of thing. And, and he would drive us, you know, into exhaustion, um, doing all these repeats and would be saying, coach, are we about done here? And, uh, you know, how many, how many more we got left? And, um, his, his phrase was always, we'll see how you feel after the next one. <laughs> so it was always, well, let's get through this one and then we'll see how you feel. And he had a great way of twisting that knife uh, right into you as you were in pain. Um, he, could, uh, he could do that with the best of them. But honestly, I would have run through a brick wall for this guy, uh, and it was and it was his his personality. He just had a way of uh, really making it seem real to you. Um, he just had a great sense of humor, and um, he, and he was honored last month uh, for the uh, school's uh, Education for Service Award winner, um, and that's an honor that's uh, presented annually to the top staff member at BVU. So he, he clearly had a way with people. And uh, at that uh, ceremony, Suzette Radke, who's BVU's Vice President for Administration and Finance, um, um, she, uh, she spoke about Schmitty, and, um, and she said that he was like the Energizer Bunny, never slowing down, always there to lend a hand to get a job done. And she also said his enthusiasm and energy are contagious and people enjoy working for and with him. And it was so true. The guy just had so much energy and, um, and, and he was always enthusiastic about track and field and cross country. So I, I wish him absolutely the best as he transitions into retirement at age 68, enjoys um, time with his wife and his grandkids. Um, it should be uh, uh, excellent for him he's he's done great work at BVU um, so many um, projects and, and renovations he's just he's uh, deserved this uh, this retirement so I wish him the best of luck that sound means it's time for a flashback and it's been a couple weeks since I've had one with NCAA Championship uh, Week this week, I wanted to go back to 2010 uh, when uh, a cyclone runner you might know as Lisa Cole uh, won the 5,000 and 10,000 meters on the track. And with a guy named Wesley Kiptu who's got a chance to do it this week, I thought it was appropriate that we have this as the flashback. Lisa uh, finished off her career in dominant fashion. At the time, one of only four athletes to have ever done so um, win that 5,000 and 10,000 both. Um, she also, um, in that meet, which was also at the old Hayward Field in Eugene, um, she um, became the first to do it since 1996. And both of those victories were easy. Uh, she romped to victory. Uh, the 10,000, she won by over 20 seconds, running 32.49, which was well off her uh, PR. 
But the whole point is to win a national championship, right? It doesn't matter about the time necessarily. And and the 5,000, um, 5,000 was even a bigger blowout. She won by over 30 seconds in 1523.80 uh, um, in that 5,000 final on the final day, winning by over 30 seconds. And because of that, um, at the end of that 2010 season, uh, Lisa, who uh, eventually married Kyle Yule, and he proposed to her that weekend, uh, if, I, if I remember right from my interviews with her. She was the Honda Sports Award winner as the nation's best collegiate female track and field athlete of the year. And she was also nominated as one of three for the overall female collegiate sports person of the year. She didn't win it, but um, she was up for that honor, but she was definitely the best collegiate track and field athlete of the year. After those national championships, she moved out to Portland to run for Nike under Jerry Schumacher, and uh, well, she continued, of course, her brilliant career there, uh, qualifying for the Olympics in London in 2012 in the 10,000 meters where she finished 13th at those London games in 31-12. So Lisa Yule uh, finishing her career at Eugene, winning the 5,000 and 10,000 11 years ago. Let's see if Wesley Kiptu can do the same this week. It will be interesting to see whether he can get the job done. Uh, if he does, he'll follow right in her footsteps. Uh, on to the race results from this week. Have a good story to tell, and it was Opsy Burrow. Uh, former Grandview and Johnston High Prep, who was a winner at the Utah Valley Marathon in Provo on Saturday. Obsi, who now lives in Phoenix and has um, seen a revival in her career uh, in the last couple years, she won a very close competition uh, against Joan Massa, who has been seen around Iowa for a few years now. She, she's running a lot of road races as well. It was a close battle between those two, but Obsi got the victory, and it was a new course record, an easy course record. Um, she broke the uh, uh, record by over eight minutes by running 237.35. Um, that's a 6.01 pace um, overall for that, and she was also 18th overall. Obsi's 32 years old now, <clears throat> and Joan Massa, by the way, she ran 238.10, so it was a only a margin of 35 seconds, and uh, Joan Massa now lives in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, so congratulations to Opsy for that victory. Um, it was a good one for sure, um, and uh, like I said, she won by over eight minutes uh, course record. The Music City Track Carnival, this is on the track. We saw a good comeback by Jenny Simpson. Her her season debut was not a good one uh, about a month ago, and um, she came back to try to get that U.S. Olympic uh, trials standard, and she got it by with a strong second place finish. The New Balance runner and former um, Colorado runner who um, who was born in Webster City, Iowa. She ran 406.18 to get that standard, uh, the trial standard. She was just um, not even a second behind the winner, Danny Aragon of the Empire Elite Track Club. Uh, Aragon ran 405.46. Like I said, Jenny ran 406.18. So we'll be seeing her in just a few days, uh, about um, well, two weeks away from the Olympic trials in um in Eugene, so she gets the standard for that. We'll be seeing her in Eugene. Uh, in the men's developmental 800 at um, at the Nashville event, it was former Iowa State runner Daniel Nixon running attached. He won that race, the men's developmental 800 and 147.35. The runner-up was Lu Luciano Fiore uh, of the Empire Elite in 147.99. So Nixon continues his strong running uh, post-Iowa State time. Um, back home in Iowa, we had a course record set by Blake Whalen uh, at the Grandview Gallup four-miler in Dubuque on Saturday. Um, Blake is a former uh, Iowa Central runner 
who hails from Dubuque, and he's run this Grandview Gallup many times. Um, he set that course record of 1910.1. That's a 448 pace per mile. Uh, Blake is a former champion of that event twice before as well in 2015 and 2018, and he was runner-up in 2016 and 17. So he's run that event many, many times. So good uh, congratulations to the Dubuque native and run a blaze athlete for winning uh, the Grandview Gallup in a new course record time. The Pigman Olympic Triathlon <clears throat> was held on Sunday in Palo. Pigman's one of the oldest triathlons in Iowa and might be the oldest now. It was also the USAT, uh, USA Triathlon Age Group and High School State Championship. So a big event there in Palo, and it was... Um, Ryan Long of Omaha, Nebraska, that got the victory. Um, he he and Stuart Gildia of Iowa City. He's 22 years old. Stuart is uh, almost had they had basically the same time. So it came down to basically uh, fractions of a second here. They were one two. Stuart Gildia probably. I, I'm I'm assuming on. He has an Iowa City residence, probably an Iowa City student since he's 22. He was second. And finishing fourth is former Ironman uh, World Championships competitor, Barry Bruffel. I've covered Barry before uh, for uh, the, the, the Hawaii event. He was fourth overall. Barry's 51 years old, and he finished in 211-12. So good job by Barry. Um, he's from Cedar Rapids. The women's winner was from Iowa. It was Joanna Hall in 226-48. Joanna is 40 years old and from North Liberty. She won by, it was an, another close race, by about 21 seconds over a woman from Rogers, Minnesota. In the sprint triathlon event, you had um, Iowa men did not show up for this. Uh, the best finisher was eighth place Cade Bowers uh, in the collegiate division. Um, he's from Toddville, Iowa, and uh, 19 years old. His finish time was 111.12, but he was the best Iowan in eighth. Uh, a lot of out of out of staters who did very well in that. The top female um, was from Iowa though, and it's. Uh, Loris, uh, universe, uh, Loris College, sorry, Loris College professor Elena uh, Beechler. Um, she uh, went by in in college. She went by Elena Mertens. You might know her by that. She ran at Coe College. Um, she was the women's winner though in one fourteen oh eight. So she topped the field there. Elena is also a coach in the Dubuque area. So if you're looking for coaching, running or triathlon coaching, she would be a good uh, person to tap into for that. So she was 16th overall in that sprint triathlon. And Cassie Rosenboom, like I mentioned, um, she finished 49th overall. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, she, she said she was going to be competing in the Pigman. She finished in 124.49. So Cassie um, in the top 50 there as well. One other race I wanted to mention was the Iowa Trail Run Series at Ledges State Park on Saturday, where Kyle Miller uh, was the winner of the 10K race in 56.13. Time doesn't sound very fast, but that course is very hilly, especially on the second half. And um, it, it's uh, it's a it's it's a brute it's a brute to, to be honest with you. Uh, Mueller had uh, already won the Center Trails four miler in that series just a couple weeks ago, so he's uh, dominating that series. The women's 5K winner um, was also fifth overall, and that's Kirsten Hathaway. Um, she's 45 years old. Um, she was timed in 30:38, and that was the. Iowa Trail Run Series at Ledges. It's time to move on now to a preview of the NCAA Championships where the best of the best will be congregating in Eugene, Oregon this week. And it's funny when you talk about the men's 10,000 final because you've got Edwin Kurgat, maybe the most decorated Iowa State distance runner of all time, who's being overshadowed by his teammate Wesley Kiptu. With Kurgat, you've got a guy, his resume is just 
outstanding. He was the 2019 cross-country champion, where he was also named Male Athlete of the Year by the U.S. Track and Field and Cross-Country Coaches Association. He was the Big 12 cross-country men's runner of the year in 2018-19, where he won both titles. He was the Big 12 indoor performer of the year in 2020, um, also the high point score in 2019 and 2020 for both of those indoor championships. First team All-American in the outdoor 5,000 in 18 and 19. Um, All-American in the 3,000, 5,000 in DMR for 2020 indoor. He's an eight-time Big 12 champion in numerous events. Um, and, and he was Iowa State's Male Athlete of the Year in 2018 19 and also again in 2019 and 20. Did I miss anything? I mean, this guy is phenomenal resume, and yet we go into this 10,000 and his teammate might be the favorite, uh, Wesley Kiptu, after he won the 5,000 and 10,000 at the West Prelims in, uh, in College Station a couple weeks ago, and also won the 3,000 steeplechase, the 5,000, and the 10,000 at the Big 12 championships, all in impressive fashion. So it, it goes to show you that every year is different in NCAAs in, at the college level. What you've done the previous year doesn't matter. You've got to build on it. And right now, Wesley Kiptu is on fire. He's the guy that's the hot guy. But... Can Kurgat turn the tables on his uh, sophomore teammate? So having said all that, it still comes down to one race, and Kip Two, his main challengers are going to be Connor Mance, the BY junior. Defeated him at the NCAA Cross Country Championships in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You've got to throw Mance out there as a strong contender. He trains in Provo, Utah at altitude. That's going to be a big help. Northern Arizona freshman, same thing. He trains at altitude. Abdi Hamad Nur, he's uh, ranked number two. Got the number two time, 27-47. The Northern Arizona freshman is run. Those two guys are going to be strong contenders. I would have to throw in there, without a doubt, Alabama senior Vincent Kiprop. He is the SEC 10,000 champion. And he's run 28-19. Um, I would say the SEC runner-up Arkansas senior Gilbert Boyt. Um, he's run 28-25. Just because of his ability and because he's a senior, you'd have to throw Gilbert Boyt in that as a, as a contender. And then Adrian Wiltshut, uh, Florida State senior. He's run 28-25, but he... Um, he was runner-up at that big at that uh, NCAA cross country championships, uh, defeating Kip Two. So uh, those are the those are the contenders that I would have to say that uh, Kurgat and Kip Two will have to contend with in that ten thousand final. It's going to be just a little bit before ten o'clock Iowa time on Wednesday. It's well worth a watch between those contenders. Earlier in the day, you've got the eight hundred. Semifinals. This is three heats. Uh, the top two in each heat automatically advance, and you've got two that advance on time. So there's no messing around here. To get to the finals, you are going to have to uh, be str strategic in your heat and uh, make sure you're in that top two. Um, Alexander Lamong, uh, the Iowa State junior, who was the Big 12 runner-up, is in heat one. He has got a couple guys to contend with as far as I'm looking at. Um, it is ACC champion Cameron Jones of Clemson. He's a senior, very good runner. Uh, he's got the number two time coming in here, 145-47. Uh, he's a legitimate threat for the uh, NCAA title, as is Texas freshman Yusuf Bizamana. He's run 146-84, but he's the Big 12 champion. So Yusuf knows how to win. Uh, those are the two guys that Lamong has to really contend with the most out of that Heat 1 if he's going to get to the finals. Moving on to Heat 2 of the 800 meters on Wednesday, you have 
two Cyclones who will battle it out for those two automatic spots. It's senior Festus Lagat and sophomore Jason Gomez. Now, Lagat was DQ'd, of course, at the Big 12s, but he bounced back really well at the West Prelims, ran well enough to advance, and he has got the fourth best time coming in here um, of 145.05. Gomez has got the 26th best time nationally um, coming in, so he would have to be a long shot at this point, you'd have to say. He has, uh, his um, performances have risen since the Big 12, though. He is on an upward curve here. He's run 147.82. The problem here is they've got a very difficult heat, probably the most difficult. They've got to contend with Pac-12 champion Isaiah Jewett, he is the Southern Cal senior who's run 145.16. That's the top time coming into the NCAAs. And um, Texas A&M freshman Brandon Miller, who is the SEC champion and has run 145.57. So not only do they have to beat these two guys, but they also probably have to run a fast time. Um, to do it. Um, I, I also have to mention that uh, Texas A&M senior Devin Dixon is in this field as well. He's run 144.76. He's a definite contender as well. Um, he's run that fast in his career. So um, this is a loaded heat too. It's going to be very difficult. They're going to, Lagat is going to have to stay out of trouble here. Um, and, um, and, these guys are going to have to run fast. They're probably going to have to hope that uh, they get their two um, uh, non-auto auto times as well from this heat. Uh, heat three, no Cyclones in this one. You'd have to say the two top times are uh, Charlie Hunter, Oregon senior, and his freshman teammate, Luis Peralta. Hunter was the runner-up in the Pac-12 uh, this year. Heat three just doesn't look as strong to me as well. I I don't think there's going to be any time qualifiers out of this heat, but you know the 800 is a completely different animal. So if you're looking at national champion contenders, you'd have to say Cameron Jones of Clemson, senior, Texas freshman Yusuf Bezamana, uh, the Big 12 champion. You would have to put Jewett in there of Southern Cal for sure, the Big 12 champion, SEC champion Brandon Miller. Um, Festus Lagat, you got to say, he's going to be a contender. You'd have to say he's got top end, really good speed. And then uh, Charlie Hunter, probably of Oregon. Those are your probably your contenders for the national championships in that 800. That'll be coming up on Friday night. The 3000 steeple <clears throat> is going to be interesting. Uh, you've got an Iowa and an Iowa State runner in those two uh, heats. That is the top five in each heat automatically advanced with the next two best times also making it. So you're going to see a lot of guys in the final lap looking around, uh, seeing what position they're in, seeing um, how many guys are they're going to be counting numbers, how many runners are ahead or, or behind them. David Two, Iowa State senior, is in that first heat. He was third at the Big 12 championships, and he has got um, he's got a couple really good guys to get by, but I I think he's got a really good chance here to make it. Um, he's going to have to contend with Pac-12 champion Jackson Mettler of Oregon, senior. He's got an excellent um, personal best time of 8:35:32. Um, Ryan Smeaton of Oklahoma State, uh, junior, he beat uh, two at the Big 12s, so he's run 827.90. Um, he's got his personal best, but his season best is 833. Um, uh, the other uh, contender I really look at um, out of this group is a couple other guys, and they were out of the East prelims. Virginia Tech senior Fitzum Sayum. He comes in um, with an 831.23. That is the best run this season at uh, in this field. So he's got the top time. He was only fourth at East Prelims, but was he one of those guys looking around counting uh, numbers, uh, number of qualifiers? Did he run his hardest? Probably not. And then Liberty Junior Felix Candy is a guy to look at. He was also runner-up in the East Prelims. 
Um, he's run 840, but he's got some top-end ability. So those are the guys that David Two has to contend with. If you got five out of that group <clears throat> to get in, two can get uh, fourth or fifth out of this group, I think. Um, so I see him uh, with, a, with a good chance to move on to the finals. And then you just take your, take your shot at it. I know that Arkansas State junior Bennett Pascoe was the West Prelims winner um, after running 837, but I just don't see him being a real threat to win the national title. On to Heat 2, where you've got Iowa senior Nathan Milinic making a return uh, trip to nationals. He made it in 2019. He was the Big Ten runner-up this year. Uh, he's run a school record, 835-41. One of his main challengers is going to be a conference rival, uh, Alec Baston. Uh, the Minnesota junior beat him at the Big Ten um, championships and he's run 833.8 so i'd say that alec baston is one of the main contenders to earn one of those five auto spots as well as two guys from byu you've got um byu senior garrett marsing uh he was the west prelims runner-up and he and he's run 83440 uh, one of the strongest times we've seen um as well as Another BYU senior, Clayson Shumway. He's got uh, a lot of uh, ability despite his 840 time this year. He has run 836. And then you've got um, Eastern Kentucky's junior, Ahmad Jaziri, comes in with the number four best time in the NCAA this year, 832.92. Those, to me, are the contenders uh, for those five auto spots. So again, kind of like two, I think Nathan Mylenic has a real decent chance uh, to make it into the finals um, and um, potentially get that All-American position um, out of these five. Which heat is stronger? I, I think they're pretty well balanced. Um, maybe the first heat is a little stronger to me, um, but it's. Um, but I think both. Both guys have a real shot uh, in this 3,000 steeplechase. The 1,500 semifinals are also on Wednesday. And it's the same situation here where you've got uh, five from both of the two heats automatically make it. And then you've got um, two that will uh, make it um, as well with the next two best times. And you've got... Um, Two Drake runners who have qualified here, um, they will be running in um, separate heats here. In heat one, you've got Drake sophomore Adam Fogg, who is going to have to compete with, without a doubt, the favorite here is Notre Dame junior Yared Nagus. Nagus um, set a NCAA record in the in a preliminary heat of the ACC championships, running 334-68. He's the, the, the clear favorite to win the NCAA title, and he is going to be one of the five guys nailing down one of the auto spots for sure. Nagoose, uh, the, the heavy favorite here. Um, but also some of the names that uh, Fogg will have to contend with is SEC champion Elliot Kepsang of Alabama. He's a freshman. He's run 335-49 and has the number two time in the NCAAs this season. Um, Ryan Adams, a Furman senior who uh, edged Fogg for the Drake Relays title uh, in April. Um, he's in this heat. He's run 337-66. So you'd have to say that will be a very interesting battle between those two if it comes down to it. Um, and Ole Miss sophomore um, Mario Garcia-Romo has the eighth best time in the NCAA of 337.17, and Georgetown junior Jack Salisbury has the ninth best time, 337.18. Uh, those are some of the guys uh, that he's uh, going to have to contend with. If Fogg is running up to his ability, if he's running like he did at the Missouri Valley Championships, I think he's got a great chance. If he runs like he did at uh, the West Prelims, where he was beaten by his teammate Isaac Baston, maybe not, uh, maybe not as well. Uh, we'll see. 
can we get the uh, the the fog who was so brilliant during indoor season and in the early part of the season or will it be the late one let's see what we see um but i like his chances if he's uh, back running to form i don't think this is um out of his realm that he could move on to the finals uh second heat you've got a really good uh, big name here. You've got Cole Hawker, Oregon freshman. Um, he is the number four time in the NCAA this year. He was third place in the Pac-12 800, which is not his race, but he's run 336-47. Again, all these guys are all within two or three seconds of each other, so it's hard to say. Um, it's going to be who has the best kick out of these groups. Um, I, I would say Ole Miss junior Walid Suleiman has a really good kick. He was the SEC runner-up. Uh, he's run 336.53, and he's got the number five time in the NCAAs. Um, those are the two big names when I look at things. Um, you've also, uh, Oregon has three runners in this field, so there's going to be a, a, there's going to be a quack-quack fest here. Um, they're going to run together. They're going to team up and try to uh, get all three of them in it. Uh, you've got James West, a senior, who's in here, and junior Reed Brown also in this heat. You know they're going to they're gonna gang up and, um, and try to run strategic for each other, uh, help each other get there. Um, that's a lot of green and yellow in this heat. Again, Baston ran really well at West Prelims, um, his best performance, but he's going to have to pull something out of the hat um, to move on to the finals, uh, in my estimation. So that's uh, the way I look at the 1500. The men's 5,000 final will be at 8.55 on Friday night, and that's a, a big advantage uh, to have a day off uh, for Wesley Kip too in do, doing this 5,000-10,000 double. He is going to have to beat, in my estimation, a couple Oregon guys to do it. Um, you've got the, the top time coming in is Oregon freshman Cole Hawker at 13.19.98. Hawker is also the Pac-12 champion. And his uh, junior teammate, Cooper Tier has the number two uh, time in the nation at 13.20. Um, he was the Pac-12 runner-up to his teammate and fourth at the West prelims. Um, outside of those two guys, maybe BYU freshman Casey Klingler has a chance um, to contend. He's got the eighth best time in the nation at 13.24.90. But in my estimation... That might be about it. Maybe uh, Michigan State junior Morgan, Morgan Beatles come. Um, he was the East prelims champ um, and Big Ten champ, running 13.40. But um, there's a, to me, there's, there's just a big drop-off even to Beatles come. So um, to me, I think, I think Kip 2 might have a better chance of winning the 5,000 title than the 10,000 because you, he's really got only the two Oregon guys to deal with uh, in in my belief and um, and and any and he won't have will shut to deal with he's not running the 5,000 you won't have Vincent Kiprop of Alabama he's not running the 5,000 and Wesley and, and uh, Edwin Kurgat uh, his own teammate is not running and neither is Connor Mance um, who Again, like I said, might be the main challenger to him in the 10,000. So you've, you've got a lot fewer guys uh, to, to, to challenge. So, so to me, I think uh, Kip2 uh, might uh, have a, an easier time of winning the 5,000 than even the 10,000. The women will be competing on Thursday and Saturday in Eugene with the 10,000 final on Thursday night. And you've got one current Cyclone against a former Cyclone in that race. Iowa State junior Callie Logue comes in as the Big 12 champion. And she finished 8th in the West prelims, running 33.09 this season. She will be running against her former teammate Amanda Vestry, who's now a junior at Syracuse. Vestry also making, like Logue, making her first trip to Nationals. She was the third place finisher at the East prelims 
and it has a time of 32.43, so um, good to see them um, both make it for the first time. It should be exciting to see, but make no mistake about it, the favorite in this uh, 10,000 final is Alabama sophomore Mercy Schellengott. Uh, Mercy has the, uh, so he set the meet record at the SEC Championships this season, running 32-13. She was also the East Prelims champion in Jacksonville, and um, she's head and shoulders above this field. Um, she has a time that's 11 seconds better than Rice freshman Grace Forbes. Um, she was the West Prelims champion, Forbes was. Uh, she's a good candidate to finish in the top five. She's got a 32-24 time. Um, some other contenders here, I'd say Oregon senior Carmela Cardama Baez for the home folks. She's the Pac-12 champion and was runner-up to Forbes at the West Prelims. She's run 32-38. would have to say she's in that list. Um, Big 12 runner-up, uh, Abby Nichols, a Colorado senior. Um, she has a time of 32-49. She'll be a contender for All-American honors, um, definitely. Um, I, I'd, I'd have to throw in there um, Claire O'Brien, Boise State senior. Um, she's got a uh, season best of 32.43 and has run 32.39. Um, and uh, Arkansas junior Katie Izzo as well. Um, she was the SEC runner-up as well as West Prelims uh, third place finisher uh, there um, ahead of Logue. Um, but um, I I don't think there's any doubt about and, and well there's one other person Abby Wheeler Providence senior um, she was the East Prelims runner up way way back of Mercy Chellengott um, she ran thirty three eighteen at that East Prelims um, but Chellengott who's also entered in the five thousand I have a feeling that everybody's going to be saying. Mercy, mercy after this NCAA championships, because I think she's going to double. She's going to win both the 5,000 and 10,000. Big favorite to win that 10,000 on Thursday night. Um, Logue and, and Vestry, I look for them to uh, be knocking on the door here. Um, top 10 for both of them. Um, uh, maybe maybe not top five, but I would say they both have have a good shot at a top 10 finish, which would be phenomenal for both. On we move to the 3000 steeplechase semifinals, also Thursday night. Like the men, you've got two heats, five automatically qualify from each heat, with the next two best times also making it. And the reason we're interested in this is because we got former Ballard of Huxley prep Abby Cohet Jackson has made it into the field. Um, she was third in the West Prelims. Um, she's run 946-96, which is a University of Minnesota program record in the steeplechase. And uh, news this week for her, she was the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association Midwest Region Women's Track Athlete of the Year. So congratulations to the former Ballard Prep doing quite well, um, having a tremendous season. Um, she also holds part of the school record uh, in the distance medley relay with Minnesota. She's in this heat one. Who does she have to contend with? Uh, Auburn junior Joyce Camelli. Um, she has the number three time in the NCAA coming in. Um, she's run 937.97. Um, Big Ten runner-up behind Abby at the Big Tens is Alessa Nigaman of Wisconsin. She's a senior. She's run 948.16. Um, and then you've got Washington senior Katie Rainsberger. Um, she um, has run 938.84. She's a strong contender for this uh, as well. Um, and then um, Weber State um, senior um, could have a strong uh, run here. Uh, Summer Allen 
as well as NC State junior Hannah Steelman. Um, she's got the number seven time in the NCAA of 9.43.08. Um, I'd say Coet Jackson's 9.46.96 with her track record and the way she uh, continues to improve as the season goes on. I really like her chances to get in the top five and move on to the finals. So um, I, I don't see anybody here that's um, fantastic that she can't beat, honestly. Um, Rainsberger, Mike, uh, and Camelli uh, are probably the favorite, but a- Abby's right there. Um, she's right there. Um, top three, I'm, 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 I'm thinking in this race, and uh, top five for sure. So look for her, I think, to get to the finals. The second heat, um, I think, is maybe stronger. Because you've got the West Prelims champion Courtney Wayment, uh, BYU junior. She's got the number time, no, number one time in the NCAA in nine thirty one thirty seven. She's um, going to be the favorite out of this heat. Um, maybe the favorite to win the NCAA's as well. I would, I would, I would say if she's on her game. But she's going to be pushed by Oregon junior Anita Kanizek. Um She's run nine thirty six seventy four. Uh, Charlotte Prouse of New Mexico. She's a senior. Um, she's the West Prelims champion. Uh, she's run 944.99 this season. Um, she's very, very strong runner, very uh, good contender. Um, and then uh, Furman senior Gabriel Jennings. Uh, she won the East Prelims championship out in Jacksonville in 940.53. And then uh, Air Force. Um, Senior Mahala Norris also has a good time of 944.10 coming in. Those are all the top times there. With, I would say, Colorado senior Madison Borman also uh, a contender there uh, in that heat. She's run 948.09 this season. And uh, the third place finisher in these prelims, Celia McCabe of West Virginia. She's just a freshman. She's run 951.81. So out of the two heats, I would say heat two is stronger um, and, um, and might have, however, the NCAA champion in it in Courtney Wayment. She's, she's your favorite uh, probably with the Oregon gal, Koenigsegg. Um, also in that field as well, and Camelli in that first heat out of or, or out of Auburn, and then Rainsberger are the other contenders. But you look out of that, outside of that group, um, then you've got Abby right there. So uh, I definitely see her finishing in the top ten um, nationally this season, um, and quite possibly better uh, with a shot to finish in the top five as well. Um, with, like I said, um, Wayman probably the favorite. So that's the NCAA outlook. Um, not as many in the women's competition. Hope you enjoy all of the action. Uh, it's going to be on the ESPN networks. Hope you enjoy that. And again, I want to remind you that later on this uh, later on this week, I will have my conversation with Abby Caldwell, former Iowa State runner who's now moving on and making plans for a new life um, outside of college. She's um, with, she's endured a lot of injuries in her career. She talks about that and uh, also um, some of the changes she's making in her life. So that'll be a good um, podcast you want to catch later on in the week. Uh, until next week, happy running, everyone.